Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life. We're promoting pathological positivity today here at Live on Purpose Radio, and I've got another phenomenal guest with me today. This is Chris Barney. Say hello, Chris. Hi, I'm excited to be on your show. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're here. Actually, this is kind of interesting. I have to explain something to our listeners. We're not here. We're there. (laughs) Yes, we are. You don't know what that means, but I just finished a recording with Chris on her TV show, All Things Possible. Dot TV. Dot TV. Yes, we just did uh, an episode there, which will air in February 2015. So if you're listening to this after that, you can still pick up the archives or view that episode if you go to Chris's website. Yes. All things possible. Dot TV. TV. Yeah, there's you will have that episode there. You can go see our episode with Dr. Paul. Hey, we had a fun experience with that. And I was the guest then and you were interviewing me. So we're just switching things around. That's right. We're still at Chris's place. So if it sounds a little different, it's because we're using a different device to record it, but you still get to have Live on Purpose Radio here today. So awesome. Now, Chris, we got together to do this. Because we kind of speak the same language. Yeah, we do. We're working on some of the same things to assist people to, we call it live on purpose. Um, To have a purpose, to do it intentionally, to get out of your own way and move forward with, with a strong purpose in life. Now, your show is called All Things Possible. Right. Talk about that for a minute. Where does that come from and where are you coming from? Well, you know, for so many years, we went through some really hard struggles of having sick kids with cancer. We went through several deaths, a lot of hardships, Mm. you know, adoption. We had to go through really hard trials and really hard challenges. And what we found is that we had to make conscious choices as to how we wanted to be, to still be, you know, that person that gives back to the community and still be involved and still serve. And when it all came down to a couple years ago, I was Mm. already speaking quite a bit from all the different difficult things that I'd been through. And so I was speaking at several different opportunities and all my kids got old enough that they kind of moved out and I was on my own and I was like, why have I gone through all of this? Mm. What is the next step? And we had already had the company All Things Possible and had decided Mm -hmm. that some rebranding and go at it because we were already mentoring, we were already speaking, and Mm -hmm. I was already doing some trainings. Mm -hmm. So we just said, okay, it's time to just do this full time and really make a difference. I love to see the difference in people's lives when they can do life differently. And it really became evident that all things possible was to be Mm -hmm. done on a bigger level. So we we started All Things Possible and we have clients continually that we get to mentor and have at our trainings. And I love to be able to make an impact and to change lives. Mm. 
And that happens through the correct application of certain principles. Would you agree? Oh, I totally agree. Totally. Principles in your life. I call right. mine traits. I teach okay. seven traits, which are just principles. And not that I'm going to give all seven of those right now, but a couple of them are gratitude and service and mm. integrity. And I have one of them is be happy. <laughs> and that's right along with your pathological right. positivity and right. and having to have that happiness. And it's a choice. And people don't always well, well, want to hear on, that. Chris, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, you hear that from from the stage a lot. You know, people, the motivational speakers. Right. Um, they get up there and say, you can be happy. Happiness is a choice. Now, my listeners know that I have some opinions about this. <laughs> and I've shared some of them with you. But you've got your own take on this. Now, you're coming from a position of having had many of the toughest challenges that you could have imagined. Exactly. And it's not like you signed up for them. They just happened. Right. Children with cancer, um, traumatic brain injuries. You've told me about a few of them. Right. Uh, between our two shows here today. So give us your particular take on happiness is a choice. Well, let me use an example of when my oldest son, he was nine at the time. Mm-hmm. He was diagnosed with a brain tumor and we okay. had surgery and chemotherapy and radiation. And we spent 180 nights that we slept over in primary children's hospital in 11 months. Wow. So traumatic, life-threatening, turn our world upside down. Mm -hmm. After we were going to the hospital, I mean, we'd had surgery and stayed for five weeks. And then we started into the three or four days a week we were at the hospital. Right. And here I am dragging this child that's almost 10 and he doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to miss school. He doesn't mm -hmm. want to quit sports. And I could see that it was heavy weighing on me. But here was my son never saying, why me? But you could tell mm. he was just disappointed and discouraged. And and it was becoming this habitual thing we were doing. Right. And yet we didn't really have a choice to keep him alive. That's what we had to do. Mm. And on the way to the hospital, I said, OK, we're going to do it different today. And he's like, what do you mean? And I said, we're going to go to the gift shop and we're going to buy a balloon. And we are going to go find the person that that balloon belongs to. And he was like, that's so uh, lame. Whatever, mom. And I'm like, no, we're going to. Now, how old was he at the time? Almost 10. Almost 10. Okay. So, you know, rough, tough guy, my oldest. Mm -hmm. And we walked in the hospital. First thing we did is got the balloon because the first 12 hours, we just got to do fluids and get prepped for the chemotherapy. Right. So we could go visit. We walked in and he picked a pink congratulations balloon. Pink. Pink congratulations. Congratulations. Got it. I'm going, do you want to meet girls at the hospital? Because that's about the hardest balloon to place ever at a children's hospital is pink <laughs> congratulations. Uh -huh. But we found her and uh -huh. she was on her last chemotherapy. She was 10, but we had oh, to visit wow. so many kids. We saw a boy that would never leave the hospital alive. Mm -hmm. We met a boy that was from out of state and he spent 21 days a year, a month mm -hmm. in the hospital and his parents were able to come one long weekend, four or five days in that 21 days. Wow. And what we found was we didn't have it so bad off. 
It was perspective. Perspective, yeah. We got to see that we could make a difference. So we decided, again, a choice, a decision, Mm -hmm. and we bought a balloon every time we went to the hospital and found the right owner. And it took a lot of visits and a lot of getting out of our own way, going and making Mm. a difference. We got to know this little boy that was at the hospital all the time without visitors very well. Mm-hmm. We saw several of these children buried and oh. passing on. And yeah. we were able to see that we didn't have it as bad as we thought. It's all about perspective, isn't it? It is. And you mentioned earlier one of the seven is service. Yes. So you've incorporated that into this particular story as well. That's how we learned it. Yeah. That service And we didn't have the money for a balloon and a little beanie baby back then. Mm -hmm. We were spending thousands. In fact, at the end, out of pocket, what we still had after 11 months was $80,000. We got to sell our house, live in a trailer out on property that we were going to build on. We lived in a camp trailer with four kids. Wow. And a husband with a head injury. We learned some big lessons. The first one was service. Uh The second was gratitude. We learned that being grateful for our challenges and our trials that made us stronger, Mm -hmm. made us closer together as a family, and being grateful that we still had life. I still had my son. Right. We watched other families that weren't as lucky as we were. It gives you a standard of comparison. It did. But Mm -hmm. it was a standard that we had to choose to look at. Right, because you could look at the other standard of all these families who don't have a child in the hospital. Right. With cancer. Lots of people weren't going through what we were going through. Right. And people were like, I can't believe how strong you are. I can't believe all this is going on. And yet, instead of taking that aspect of it, we, were, we took the aspect of why would we do it any different? Uh-huh. We are blessed. We have each other. We have support. We have, we had property we could have a trailer on. You were focusing on what you had and what your resources were and what you can do, not what you can't. Exactly. And there's always that choice. Yes. Wow. Powerful lesson. Yeah. And we've incorporated it since. Mm -hmm. In fact, the same son, fast forward many years when he was 25. Mm Mm-hmm. He broke his back on a motorcycle at the sand dunes on Labor Day. Two months later, was diagnosed again with a brain tumor. Another one. In five months, that that brain tumor grew back three times. So in seven months, he had a broken back, three brain tumor surgeries, and radiation. And right after he got done, he could be up upright about 20 minutes a day and mm-hmm. was recovering from this traumatic seven months. And out here mm. where we live, there was a huge fire. Came through, it actually burned oh, yeah. four homes to the ground. That's my surrounding area. He was the first one to show up to a neighbor that had lost everything. Most of their house was still standing, but he mm-hmm. owned 10 acres and he was self-employed. All of his equipment, everything was burned to the ground. Just his barns. Devastated. You know, yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars lost. Mm-hmm. He was the first one and he's holding onto the railing, just shaking the railing as they open the door. And he's like, what can I do? 
Wow. Here he is, not even supposed to be upright. Mm -hmm. And he's the first one to but go to this door that, to serve. That lesson of service. Right. And gratitude. I love that one too because it helps you to, to create that perspective that we were talking about. Exactly. And it doesn't matter what your circumstances are. Is that too bold? No, it's not. That? It really doesn't matter what your circumstances are. I knew when we went into surgery that there was a good chance we weren't going to come out with a good outcome with this boy. Right. Here he is, 25. Yeah, he was single, but he owned a home. We had to move him into our house, had to pay his house payment. We sold a lot of things to keep him, to keep him you know, at a hawk sure. <laughs> with everything and not lose. I mean, his four-wheeler, his toys, all were sold mm -hmm. to, to pay medical bills. And the second surgery took out his hearing and mm -hmm. he now has hearing aids. He got some, he recovered about 35%. Mm -hmm. And the third surgery took out all of his sight in his right eye. Oh, and wow. it would have been easy for him to focus on, you know, lost the scars and, and the, and yeah, the loss of hearing, the loss of right. eyesight. They tried to have him, you know, sit on a couch and, and collect a check every month. And he was like, no way. He Not went and proved himself, you know, got a CDL driver's license, proved himself that nothing oh, was wow. going to stop him. Which starts with an attitude and then that can take you to all kinds of places that you didn't even know were possible before. That's true. Which gets back to your theme. This is awesome, Well, and Chris. it also sticks with that pathological positivity. Pathological positivity. Where would he be if he didn't look at the positive side? Yeah. You know, if he felt sorry for himself and he got all in his stuff about what he didn't have. Right. As we come back from this break, folks, we're going to break down what some of those principles are that you can apply immediately to create that kind of an outcome in your life. Stay with us. You've heard the question a hundred times. Is the glass half empty or half full? If we are in negativity mode, we see the glass as half empty. Anyone can see it's half empty. When we are feeling negative, we focus on what is missing and lament the lack of water in the glass. When we are feeling more positive, we see the glass is half full. Of course it is half full. Anyone can see that. We focus on what we desire and celebrate the presence of water. Then there are those who see it as completely full all the time. These seemingly crazy people are not just positive. They are pathologically positive. Pathological positivity is an empowering mental supernormality that lifts us above the normal perception of reality. It is a higher level of thinking. We see the glass and our lives as completely full, even in the toughest situations. If you've enjoyed Live On Purpose Radio, then you will love Dr. Paul Jenkins' book on pathological positivity. Available now to order, visit pathologicalpositivity.com to get your copy today. That's pathologicalpositivity.com. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, 
drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com No pessimist ever discovered the secrets of the stars or sailed to an uncharted land or opened a new doorway for the human spirit. Helen Keller Okay, Chris, there's always some good conversations that happen during the breaks. Yeah, there are. (laughs) And for you folks who are not privy to the conversations while we're on break, um, that's where we we do a little temperature check and just kind of feel out, okay, where are we? Where do we want to go from here? There are so many different directions we can go, but I'm thinking that probably the most useful thing, you do mentoring, I do a lot of mentoring. You've done a lot of training. You speak from the front of the room as well. But uh, the mentoring and the training for people who are just trying to to get a better hold on their life. And they see you and they're inspired by this story. Here's, Here's a lady who's had some really hard things happen. And yet you're positive and happy. And how do you do this? So can you break it down for us? Let's say that I'm a, a new client of yours and I'm, I'm just looking for some practical steps. Where would you guide us to well, go? I, Where do you go first? I actually teach a seven-step program. And that's a good place for me to start with you and to, to explain the very the first thing that we do in that seven steps mm-hmm. is we break down our life into what's working and what's not working. Okay. Because what happens is when we look at our life in what's not working, mm-hmm. pretty soon we focus on the car is broken and, you know, I didn't get a raise at work and things are not happening like they're supposed to. My kids yeah. aren't doing very good. And pretty it snowballs soon, from there, right, doesn't it? Right. The, the dryer breaks and everything else. We focus in that negative place mm-hmm. and it feels like 80% is not working when in reality, 80% is working. And 20% might be what's not working. Mm -hmm. So we break it down into six different areas of your life. Okay. And so let's take relationships. We break that down into what's working, what's not working. So yeah, my marriage is working really well. We probably need some more date nights, some more one-on-one time. But overall, the marriage is going pretty good. But Mm -hmm. boy, I'm really struggling with this one child. This teenager Mm. and I go head to head constantly. So yeah, we'd put that relationship is not working as well and why and i break it down to where then we can focus in and say okay so here's the six areas what's working what's not working in each area Mm -hmm. and what do we want to change okay because nothing will happen if you don't want to change now this is easier to do with a little coaching and mentoring but this is something that our listeners could just 
pick up a notepad or your device right. or whatever it is and, and start to identify what's working. You know what, Chris, this is kind of funny because I attended a, a professional seminar. This is probably 20 years ago when I was first starting my <laughs> Careful, practice. Careful, you're aging yourself. I know. I'm a grandpa. <laughs> you and I both became yes. grandparents recently. Both became grandparents and, we and both found out twin siblings. that we're twins. Boy, bo- boy and girl sets of twins. That's, That's awesome. Right. Anyway, so Chris and I have a lot in common. Where was I going? A notepad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> you, you get it out and start this with whatever you have. I, I was telling about the seminar that I attended because it was like a two-day seminar. And it was on relationships. And it was with the amazing Dr. John Gottman, who's one of the leading researchers in marriage and relationships. Right. And he presented all of his research. And I came home and I was sharing this with Vicki. And she summed it up for me. She said, oh, so do more of what works and less of what doesn't. Is that kind of what you learned in two days? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that was it. That's funny. And I didn't even attend that one. And I still knew how to figure that out, right? Well, <laughs> some of these things are the obvious, truth. but we don't right. always think about it. Right. And it might be, you know, it might be weight loss. Mm-hmm. So break down your health into what's working, what's not working. Right. You know, what's working could be. Golly, I'm having lots of vegetables and lots of the right mm-hmm. things there. But hey, what's not working is that Snickers bar and that that Diet Coke. Find and keep this in perspective too, because Chris, we've talked a little bit about your foot today because you've had some procedures on your foot and you've right. got this orthopedic boot <laughs> on now and and recovering. But you can walk, and you don't have crutches today. Right, that's and- working. And we talked about how I re-injured it mm-hmm. and I'm in the boot longer, but I'm also not on crutches. Right. Like, I get a focus on what is working. It's healing. I didn't have to have surgery. So if you can move something, that's working. Exactly. That's the perspective we're talking about. Right. And and when I talk to my clients, it's it can get really overwhelming if you do six sections and you come up with mm. all these things that you want to change. Right. And one of the things I say all the time and I teach all the time is it's the little things that we do on a consistent basis that ultimately changes our lives. That makes the difference. Yep. So it starts with baby steps. So okay. implement the first thing. So if that's 10 minutes of exercise, if that's choosing a different choice for lunch, mm-hmm. if that's, you know, having a better connection with your higher power. You know, maybe that's prayer. Maybe that's study. Find the areas mm-hmm. and little things that you can change. Now, after we go through seven different steps, mm-hmm. there's a traumatic change in two months. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to want to change. You have to want to uproot from where you're at mm-hmm. and be like, it's a choice. I'm going to choose to do this differently. Mm-hmm. And no matter whether it's relationships or spirituality or finances mm-hmm. you know maybe it's putting a budget in place and staying in the budget right you know and once we we pull all those areas together we mm-hmm. start to see more success and once we start to align our life everything starts to come into alignment so when we start with yeah. baby steps in maybe it's organization so organize a cupboard organize a closet clean your car mm-hmm. And start to bring in organization into your life. It starts to expand and you want more organization. So you're more willing to do it. 
Because you feel how good it feels to take those little steps. Right. So if it's a connection to a higher power, pretty soon you want more of a spiritual sense in your life. Right. If it's weight loss, pretty soon you want to release more weight and have more health. I mean, right. ultimately, when you do an exercise program, pretty soon you can't imagine life without the exercise program. Mm-hmm. It's and true. when you're fit, you're like, that's... I would never miss my workout. It's just what I do. It's part of who I am. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And being willing to do what's difficult in the beginning that becomes easy versus doing what's easy in the beginning that becomes difficult. Yeah. I teach this concept of of actually finding that balance and having results. When we choose to sit on the couch and watch TV, that's easy now, but later is harder. Hard. It's hard to break the habit, hard to get the initiative to do anything else. Usually we have weight gain, we're lazy, and it becomes mm-hmm. a real hard pattern to break. Whereas right. exercise, hard in the beginning, but once you get going, you get that up. Mm-hmm. And you can't see me doing this with my hand, but that <laughs> up arrow of where it picks up and it increases that you want to do it. You feel so much better by doing it. Yeah. That it well, becomes it's just, a way of life. It's just like the negative stuff that we are familiar with as well. The the more you focus on or practice the negative, the more it starts to show up in your life and the more it begins to take on a life of its own and cascade. Positivity has the same power. Exactly. But it requires intentional effort. And that's because default is always downhill. That's right. You take off the brake on your car. What direction does it roll? Yeah. It's going to go down and your life will do the same thing. So it does require some intentional effort to get going in the upward direction, but the same principles will apply. Well, I, and- I like what you're saying too, Chris, about um, the small steps because it can seem overwhelming to look at, oh, here's where I want my life to be, but right now it's here and there's such a huge difference between what I want and where I am. And that's overwhelming, but the little things you can wrap your head around. Right, and the other thing is actually celebrating your success. Oh yeah. Like maybe it's just little baby steps that you're taking and maybe it is only exercising 10 minutes a day, but celebrate that. You got Mm -hmm. off the couch, you got up early, you did a lot of effort to go and do that and celebrate yourself. Actually have that pat on the back of like, hey, way to go. Because then you build more. Yep. And you believe in yourself more and one of the traits I teach is integrity. And mm. I, I teach a lot of people about the alarm clock. Uh, and how many times clock. do you hit the snooze? Mm-hmm. Or do you hit the snooze? And how does that show up? Are you the one that always wants extensions to your deadlines? Are you the one that doesn't want to have to turn stuff in when it's due? Mm. Are you the one that files extensions every year for your taxes? Mm. You know, do you expect Is this to have to extra hear Chris talk about time? <laughs> right. And I did this in, a, in a, a seminar and I had everybody in the room that has that hits the snooze button stand up. Almost everyone. Okay. And then I started to say, okay, so stay standing if you've done this or this or this or this. Some of these things I just named. Mm-hmm. You know, that maybe it's harder to hit the deadlines or... You're constantly procrastinating to the last minute and it's stay up late and finish this and that. Right. Even with our children, science projects, you know, stuff. Mm -hmm. We teach our children how they're acting. 
by what we we want them to do and we yeah we teach them and we don't want to face that mm-hmm. but at the same time that little snooze button has a big impact in our integrity it was a good example to That's show interesting how much we push things out mm-hmm. even though we know when it's due we know what's expected and yet we want to push it and be like oh that doesn't apply to me or i want a little more time mm-hmm. or i'm not quite ready we even plan for it sometimes most of the time <laughs> like the snooze button thing right you set the set the alarm for a half hour before you want to get up so now i can push that snooze three times well and there's actually studies of if you set the alarm once and get up right then you have more sleep than mm-hmm. if you hit the snooze button well it changes sleep. your pattern of sleep right yeah. and and people but even having that snooze and that interruption they say that subconsciously you know that that's going to go off and you have to you know adapt for that right. so you don't even have as good a sleep until the alarm goes off that's right which it's just interesting when you start looking into what patterns you're placing in your life and actually have the accountability to go, I could change that. Right. And feel the resistance. It's okay to feel that resistance. Right. Just notice that because the human condition is that we will have an initial resistance to something that's not our already established pattern. And that doesn't mean anything's wrong and it doesn't mean you're making the wrong choice. Right. It just means you get to overcome that as you establish a new, we call them neural pathways in psychology. It's it's the programmed response. Right. And you can program a new one. You can program whatever response you want. That's really great news. It is. <laughs> <laughs> that opens up all kinds of possibilities. Chris, thank you so much for being on the show today. You've got something to offer through these seven... I keep seven traits. Seven traits. Yeah, you can get the seven traits video series on my website for free. Oh, Absolutely awesome. free. They they come to your inbox. You can watch them whenever it's convenient for you. And all you have to do is go to allthingspossible.biz. So www.allthingspossible.biz. B-I-Z. Right there on that landing okay. page. Just name an email and the seven traits come right to your inbox. And then... It's a 30-minute video series. So each of the traits that I talk about has stories and implementation of different different things that I've learned over time and difficulties, education, Mm -hmm. put it all packaged together, and and gives you seven traits on how to change your life today. Thank you. That's so generous. So allthingspossible.biz is the same website we gave earlier, .tv. That's true. You can find that one as well, and that's where you have your regular show. Right. Folks, go listen to Chris Barney. She's on it. She helps you to create a life where all things really are possible, and she's on purpose as well. And now it's time for you to do the same thing. Go live on purpose. Thanks for having me. Thank you. 